1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. I want to introduce you to Becky because she's got a degree in biblical literature, is a sought-after speaker and Bible teacher at women's conferences and retreats across the country. She's also the author of Rooted Joy, Prioritizing Your Connection to Christ and Your Friends. And she's also a good friend of the program. Becky, it's always good to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Toby. Hey, it's great to be with you guys this morning. Well, it's great to hear your voice, to know that you're safe and sound, but you had some crazy situations recently. Tell us about them. (laughs) Yeah, so my husband Steve and I were flying into South Florida for some meetings that he had, and then we were going to tack on a few days to just rest at the end of that. But so the first story is that our flights going into Florida were canceled, but they weren't canceled until like, I don't know, like 1130 midnight uh, the night because they kept postponing it. And so we had to scramble and get a hotel in a in the city where we were stranded and we got to our hotel around 12:30 a.m. They gave us a room. We went into the room and uh we put down our stuff and you know I was ready to get into my pajamas and Steve goes, "Uh Beck, there's a man in our bed." And <laughs> So we're and the poor guy in the bed, he sits up to discover strangers in his room, you know. So we backed out of that room, went downstairs. And what was funny is we went to the front desk and we said, uh, there's a man in our room. And she's like, No. And we're like, Yes. They gave us another room. So the moral of that story is whenever you're in a hotel, make sure you have the deadbolt on because the hotel might give your room to somebody else. That's crazy. First of all, did he, was he just, he wasn't scared or anything? He just. Oh, no, I'm sure he was scared, but we just got out really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually you get a little bit more scared when people are trying to break in, moving towards you rather than backing out slowly, right? right? We're like, uh, we're leaving. (laughs) And thankfully, you and Steve have those disarming faces instead of the ones who actually look like they're going for someone's wallet. So that usually helps, too. Yes, 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 it does. So, and then we... um, when we finally landed in Florida, there's like tornado warnings and our kids are texting us, take cover. And we're like, well, we're actually at the rental car center and we have to get to this dinner tonight where Steve is speaking. So we're not going to take cover. We're just hoping that, you know, we get there and we did. So that was good. 
And then we stopped at an outlet mall. This was crazy because it was cold in Florida. So I wanted to get a sweater. And there's all of a sudden there's SWAT teams overhead. All the exits are blocked off. They're looking for a shooter in the mall. And so I did buy the sweater. My daughter's like, wait, mom, you took time to pay for the sweater. I'm like, well, it was a good sale. So I, I bought the sweater. They had locked the door in the store. And then this dear lady behind me was like, can you give me a ride to my car? I'm terrified. So Steve and I, they ushered us out the back door of the store and we took her to her car and and then we left. So yeah, we had a lot of adventures on this trip. Wow, to say the least. And you're still yeah. laughing. Yeah, absolutely. The latest book from Becky Harling, <laughs> My Adventures in Florida. And Mayhem. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, you know, crazy. So in the middle of all this, um, I hear that I I use a system, you know, to send out my weekly blog and it goes out to thousands. Well, the service that I used, I, I, like deleted over 3000 email addresses. And I'm like, what in the world? So I was actually a little more upset about that than I was about the shooter in the mall or the guy in our bed, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. you know? But How do you recover that? Yeah, so I was listening in the early morning to a new song that just came out with passion. Um, and on YouTube, it's called My Father Has It. It apparently is going to be called The Lord Will Provide. But, you know, I was just like listening to that in the hotel where we were staying and just saying, Lord, I know you have this. I don't know how to get those addresses back. And, you know, God did have it. And so the dear person who takes care of my website said, don't worry, Becky, I'll interact with ConvertKit who handles my email addresses and we'll get it straightened around. And so she's working on straightening that around. But you know, it, the lesson for me is that there's always going to be something to feel anxious about, right? Yeah. But God has not left his throne, and he really does understand and know what's going on in our lives. And if he can provide for the flowers in the field, if he can take care of the sparrows, he can take care of us. She's a good friend. She's also an author of many books, including Psalms for the Anxious Heart. It's a 30-day devotional for uncertain times. Her name is Becky Harling. She's going to share some things with you to maybe help you overcome anxiety and live victorious over it. Becky, great to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. Hey, it's great to be with you guys again. And you know, <clears throat> it it's possible that we have people listening today who have a health diagnosis that's really worrying them or they have a wayward child or they have financial challenges that are just like making them feel buried. And anxiety really is at an all-time high and you can almost feel it all around. But I think, and, it, and I will say this, I don't think anxiety is going to go away anytime soon, but we can live victoriously over it by taking a few steps. And so these are some 
practical steps that have helped me because I've been really honest. I mean, anxiety has been my struggle. And so for me, I have learned to memorize a few key emergency verses. What do I mean by emergency verses? I mean, these are verses that you know so well that if you're in an airport and all your flights are canceled, Mm. you could go to the verses right away. If you're in a mall and there's a shooter, you can go to the verses right away. If you find yourself worried in the middle of the night over a cancer diagnosis, you can start to rehearse these verses in the middle of the night. You know, our minds are incredibly complicated but wonderful Mm. and we have the ability to direct our minds depending on what we focus on so if you're sitting home and you're watching the news 24 7 you're going to feel anxious Mm -hmm. you know because the news is not filled with great reports so why not begin by taking a tangible step and taking your mind to some key verses where you can meditate and camp out on those scriptures. I love that. And mine is Psalm 23. And whenever I'm frightened, um, I will start reciting it. (laughs) It just comes automatically um, because it will begin to calm me down. And so I love that you have Psalm 46, Psalm 27, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. So if if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't even know which verses should be mine, take Becky's and uh, use those and just memorize, begin to memorize them little by little. And it, wow, they will bring peace to your heart. Absolutely. You know, the, the next thing that I do, and I have said this before on the air, and I'll say it again, is I listen to worship music. You know, in the middle of my wild week last week, when I was really, really anxious, I discovered the new song by Passion, and uh, it's called My Father Has It. It will be called, apparently, The Lord Will Provide. It's so new that it's not even up on iTunes, but I listened to it on YouTube. YouTube, and I just have been dwelling there this past week as I've dealt with some ministry challenges, um, some financial challenges. It's just a great reminder. My father does have it, you know. It, it's really straight out of that passage in Matthew where Jesus says, why do you worry? See the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed like one of these. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Matthew 6, 28 to 29 and verse 34. And we need reminders like that, like God really has it. You know, as we move into this election season, you know, I'm positive that many are feeling anxious. You know what? We don't need to be because no matter who wins the election, no matter what happens, our father has it. Mm. He's not left his throne in heaven. That is so good to be reminded of, Becky, and especially about music. I've been finding myself drawn to the words of a song by Cody Carnes called He Won't, where it just begins, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. And uh, it just, the chorus talks about that he won't fail. He won't fail. And I need to be reminded of that, especially when the pressures of life is starting to get me spin up uh, or spun up because of the anxious thoughts that I have. But you also have one other key for us to kind of help us to not get bogged down by anxiety, but to live victorious over that? What would that be? 
And this one, I got to say, for me, is the hardest. It's get moving. <laughs> and let me explain what I mean by that. But take a walk or mm-hmm. go to the gym and exercise because exercise stimulates your endorphins and it helps bring calm to your body. You know, God has wired us as body, soul, and spirit. And as we take care of our bodies and we get moving, we can work out some of the anxiety. Now, yesterday, I went to the gym. It was negative five here in Colorado (laughs) Springs. I did not want to go. And I was like, Lord, I am trying to be faithful. And I was thinking about the verse in Hebrews 12, where it says, for at the moment, all discipline seems painful. And I'm like, Lord, you got that right. (laughs) But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And I realize for me, ex- I have to be faithful at exercising several times a week because if I'm not, I'm not going to get that peaceful fruit in my body of calm and righteousness. And so we have to get moving. So my challenge to you is if you're sitting home and you realize, wow, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm worried about this diagnosis. I'm worried about this kid. Turn off the TV and get moving. Get on a treadmill. Buy a gym membership. You're investing in your sense of calm. And it's really part of God's plan for your life. I love that. And did you lift weights at all? I should, but I haven't added that in yet because I'm afraid of hurting some part of my body. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm doing um, the the treadmill. So I do several miles on the treadmill and then I do the rowing machine. Wow. So that's, I guess, a type of lifting weight, yeah. but it feels a little easier on my shoulders, you know? Um, <clears throat> so that's what I'm doing now. Uh, but we have, I just have learned about myself. I've got to be faithful at exercise because Mm. my body carries a lot of just natural stress Stress. and anxiety. So I got to pound it out on the treadmill. (laughs) You're so right. And we don't even realize how much stress we're literally holding in our shoulders and um, in our in our limbs. So thank you so much for this. Memorizing a few key emergency verses, listening to worship music and getting moving. Yeah, Becky, thank you so much for just sharing with us. And you do have a book that will really help people in moments like that. It's called Psalms for the Anxious Heart. And as we're wrapping up, if you could just like tell people just a snippet about what this book is about, maybe it will help them live victorious over anxiety as well. Yeah, so Psalms for the Anxious Heart, I actually wrote it during COVID because Moody asked me to, and it's a very short book. So it's easy for anyone to do. It's 30 short devotionals to really help you combat anxiety. It's built in the Psalms and it's one of my best sellers because anxiety is really on the rise. And so people have found this little book so helpful and I praise God for that, you know, because he gave me the words. And so there's a short reading every day. There's music to listen to. There's a prayer. There's, you know, a truth that you can focus on for the day. It's short and easy. 